Hey, my name is Dave Nelson, uh, lead pastor here at K2. And so if you're visiting, welcome. We're really, really glad to have you today. And uh, so let's, uh, let's answer that question. If you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Go ahead, shout it out to me. What would you do if you had a million dollars? What's that? Travel? Okay. Pay off some debt? Good. Give to charity? What's that? Buy a house? Buy some pets? Sweet. That's a lot of pets. Anybody else? What would you do if you had a million dollars? What? What's that? Pay debt. Pay debt. Hey, can I just say thank you for being, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry? Go on a cruise. Nice. Excellent. Well, you guys, can I just say thank you for being honest? You guys are much, I, the, the nine o'clock service was like, you know, all the spiritual stuff. And so, no, but I, you know, because it's interesting because we're a church. So we kind of think, you know, what the right answer is, you know, if, but by the way, I always think of that joke in Sunday school. You guys hear this joke, right? Where they're in Sunday school and the, the Sunday school teacher asks a little kid, what's brown and fuzzy and has a big fuzzy tail? Jesus, right? Because he's always the answer to everything. All right. So uh, anyway, all right. So what would you do if you had a million dollars? Let me ask you this. How many of you, if you had a million dollars, you would want to bless other people? If somebody, if somebody dumped that on you. Okay. How many of you would save somehow? If you got a million dollars, all of a sudden you take some of it and you put something away, right? Okay. Uh, how many of you, let's just be honest. How many of you would get a new car? How many of you would go ahead and get rid of that thing? Okay. How many of you would do some sort of improvement on your home? Okay. All right. How many of you would just get a new home? All right. You know, see, it's, it's crazy because here's, now let me ask you this question. If you had a million dollars, would you be rich? No. All right. So here's what's crazy, though. If somebody dumped a million dollars into your lap, what would be so cool is you would finally be free to do something that you want to do, something that you can't do right now. And even if that is, man, what I wish I could do is I wish I could be more generous and I wish I could give more. And if you had a million dollars, if you were financially rich, then you could actually be free to do something you'd want to do or save or buy a new car or do something on your home. And so that's what we want to talk about today is this. And your answer is like, well, if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't really be rich. So what we're going to talk about is how do we be rich? How, can, how, how do we do this? How to be rich? Now, notice what I didn't say. I didn't say we're going to talk about for the next month how to get rich, okay? That's not what we're going to talk about. What we want to talk about for the next month is how to be rich, and specifically, how to be rich well. How can I be good at being rich? And that's what we want to look at today. Now, what's interesting is I knew this. If we put up a series title and it's how to be rich, many of you, why did you just laugh? It's silly. <laughs> well, we just know too, it's like, if you, many of you, if you see a series of how to be rich, you're just going to go, well, that doesn't imply to me, right? Like, I know, I know somebody else who I'm glad will be here, you know, but you might not think that it has anything to do with yourself because I'm not a rich person. That's, or I don't even really necessarily care about being rich, all right? And so, um, but here's what's so interesting. And these next couple thoughts are from a guy called Andy Stanley. He's a pastor down in Atlanta, and I was listening to him on this topic. And um, here's, here's the reality, is nobody really knows the line between being rich and not being rich. It's really hard to figure out where that line is. And so here's a possibility. One day, 
you could actually go across the line from being not rich and move across that line where all of a sudden you're rich and you might never even know that you are. (laughs) And if you don't know that you're rich, then you're probably not going to act like it, even though that's what you are. You guys following that? And so you're sitting there and you say, well, I'm not really rich. But if we try to say, well, when are you rich? How do you know if you're rich? Most of us don't know when that would be. And so the next thing is, so how many of you know anybody who's rich? Anybody know somebody who's rich? Okay. Most of us know a rich person. If you asked them if they were rich, would they say yes? No, they wouldn't say yes either. And so you go, are you kidding me? (laughs) You are rich, but you're free to do all this stuff that I'm not free to do right? So you're rich, but they don't feel like they're rich. And then, so we kind of look at this and we go, you know, how many of you know a rich person who's not very good at being rich? All right. So, well, how do I, how do I be rich? What does it mean to actually be rich? Well, I think when we look at anybody who has a money, we would say, well, the first thing we'd love to say, hey, can't you just be content? right? If, if somebody is rich, you just say, be content. Don't be frivolous with your money and just start doing stuff that doesn't even matter. That, most people would say that's being rich well. You want them to be generous. You know, if somebody's rich, you, you'd hope that they'd be generous. And here's the other thing. Don't you want somebody who's rich to be grateful? Now, don't you want them just to say, are you kidding me? What are you saying? Look what you've got. You know, be thankful for what you have. And so we, it's really easy to look at somebody else and who we think is rich, who we define as rich, and we say, hey, you know what? If you're rich, can you just be content? And could you be generous? And could you be grateful? Because that's how we would say, that's acting rich. So here's what's crazy, though. Here we all are in this room, and I don't know, this is your own personal assessment here today, but some of you, you don't think you're rich, So you don't act like you're rich. And so the contentment and the generosity and the gratefulness is not a part of your life, but you think this, as soon as I cross that line, then I'd be rich and I'd start acting like it. But the point is, most of us have no idea where that line is. So there was a Gallup poll taken on this whole topic, and here's what they found. Here in the United States of America, If people who make less than $30,000 a year believe that people who make $74,000 a year are rich, that's their definition of rich. Now, without saying anything, how many of you who make $74,000 a year feel like you're rich? (laughs) Okay. Now, you move above that line and you go, people who make $30,000 to $50,000 a year, guess how much they think is rich? $100,000. You notice the pattern here? The pattern is, whoever makes twice as much as me, <laughs> they're the ones who are rich. And so then, just kind of on average, Americans on average say that if a person makes $120,000 a year, they're rich. And so I don't know, if you make that amount, I don't know if you would say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not rich. That person who thinks 120, who makes 120000 all they can see is what the person who makes $250,000 can do, and they realize, I can't do that, and so I'm not rich. And then what they did is they found out the top earners, like big-time earners in America, will say that as soon as you hit $5 million in assets, that's when you're rich. And all of us go, duh, (laughs) right? (laughs) You have to get to $5 million in assets before you're rich? Do you guys see see the problem here? So what we want to talk about for this next month is, how can I be rich? How How do I be rich well? Part of the problem is, 
we don't even know what rich is. It's a moving target. And so we're never going to really be able to act gracious and and with gratitude and generosity and contentment until we actually know if we're rich. So now let's talk about the international reality. Okay? The international reality today is this. If you in this room have a household income of $37,000, then you are in the top 4% of the world. The top 4% of the world. If you make $45,000, if that's what you're bringing in to the home, you are in the top 1% of the world. Now, you know what's interesting? Is I didn't sense anybody getting excited about that. (laughs) How come when I, isn't that crazy? I just told you, you're in the top 1% of the world. And all of us are like... Yeah, it didn't, didn't, it didn't generate any excitement. Like, you should be able to go home and, oh my God, I found out I'm rich. I found out I'm at the top 1% of the whole world. And instead, we hear that news and we're like, hmm, interesting. So why, why is that? Why, why does the reality, and again, I, I know that we're all, in fact, I got some, I had some uh, correspondence with people again this week. I know that in, at K2, one of the things I love about K2 is we are all over the map in diversity of finances. We just are. Talk to people this week who are really struggling and need help. It's why we do K2X. We have our own ministry to be able to help people. We, and I know that. So not everybody in here makes that. But the majority of people in America where we are, it's just crazy. And, and yet you hear that news and it brings no relief to you at all. Why is that? You've, you have, I have, crossed somebody's line Somebody thinks you're rich, but we don't feel like we are. So here's, 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 this is, this truth is so interesting. The reality is you're not rich until you feel like you are. You're not rich until you feel like you are. And here's the problem, is that we feel rich when we are free to do whatever we want. Guys, can you see this? I've had a chance to sit with this all week and just thinking about this series. This has been so challenging for me in my own spirit is just to realize financial, when you say you're financially rich, it's because you're free to do what you want to do. And the reason most of us would say, well, I'm not rich is because I don't know about you, but I can think of lots of things that I want to do (laughs) that I can't do. You know, seriously, like, and, and, and what's crazy is I feel like in general, I, I have to check my wife or my friends, but I think in general, I'm a pretty content person. I, I think um, my dad was a phys ed teacher growing up. That wasn't a whole lot of money, and my mom gave piano lessons. And so we, we lived on seven acres, which was great. So we had this great place to grow up. But my memory of growing up is I don't remember needing anything. Didn't ever, you know, we always had food and I had clothes to wear. But I don't remember ever having anything I wanted. <laughs> so, like I had everything I needed, but I never really get what I wanted. And I just think growing up with that kind of gave me this sense of, hey, that's cool. I had a good life and, and we're good. But I can tell you this. I've learned something about myself. Just throw me a little bit more. And all of a sudden I realize, oh, I want. I want. You know, it's, it's as simple as little things like this. Like, you realize that you don't feel rich when you're deciding to go out and you can't choose any restaurant you want. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, well, that'd be great, but yeah, we can't go there. Or when you want to go out for dinner and you look at the menu and you know only can purchase stuff on the left side. 
you know? He's like, well, I really want that. But he says, see, so here's the deal. I'm out, I'm out having dinner at a restaurant. Someone's serving me. You guys see what I'm saying? How many other people in the world ever have that experience? And yet I don't feel rich because I can't get exactly what I want or go where I want. See, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. So I, I think about our home, you know, and this is kind of Susie's deal. But we've been living in our home for nine years now, and our back room is like this white carpet. Okay? We have three small children who like to play in the mud. That carpet needs to go, you know? I mean, if there's anything we want, I mean, we're fine. But man, I just, it's, if money came in, that carpet's gone. Hardwood, planks, wide are going in, right? And so I don't feel like I'm rich because we can't make that choice to do that, even though I love my home. It's just crazy. I like my van. Van's been fine, but I want a four-wheel SUV. I, I like to travel, and I do. I take our kids and we do stuff. But I can tell you this, man. If somebody gave me a million dollars, it would be real. I, I think I'm traveling the world. I think I'm saying goodbye to all of you for a year. Seriously, if I could do anything I want, I would buy one of those tickets where you just go around the world. As long as you go in the same direction, you can just travel for a year. Oh, God. that's what I want. So here's the deal. Follow this one with me. We're not rich until we feel like we're rich. And as long as you don't feel rich, you'll keep trying to get rich. And if you're trying to get rich, you'll never act rich. And here's what's crazy. Is some of us go, rich people should be generous. Rich people should be content. Rich people should be grateful. And so as long as we don't think we're rich, we'll think someday. But I don't know where that someday is. Because I don't even know what it means to be rich. Now here's what's crazy, you guys. You know the Bible actually has lots of passages in it that are to the rich. One we'll get to later in another message in the series. First Timothy 6, you know, Paul tells Timothy, command those who are rich. <laughs> See, so probably, since most of you, even when I said if you had a million dollars, you wouldn't be rich. So most of you, when you hear that verse, command those who are rich, you, you probably go, yeah, I know somebody who needs to read that verse, <laughs> right? And most of you in this room, without even knowing it, you might just give a stiff arm to that verse because you don't think you are. And you're in the top 1% of the world. It's, it's, I, let's just be honest, it's crazy hard to live in the United States of America and feel rich. I don't care who you are, there's always more. And if you're rich, you're free to do whatever you want. And all of us in here, at some stage, are eventually limited to do what we want, so we don't feel like we are. So can I just take you through an, uh, an exercise here, real quick? And I just want you to so kind of pay attention to your heart as we do this. I just want to, I'm going to make a statement. And again, before I do, again, I, I know that in a room this size, there are some of you who, in reality, are not. You're struggling financially, and we know that, and that's why we're here, and we want to support that. But I know the majority of you right now are doing okay. The majority of us in this room. And I just want you to repeat a statement after me, okay? Here's why I, I just want you to repeat this. I have more than I need. I'm rich. Say it one more time. I have more than I need. I'm rich. 
Now just pay attention. What's going on in here? Just, just think, just, just have your own time. What's it feel like to say that? Are you saying it and going, I don't believe it? Or are you saying it and realizing it for the first time? Or, I don't know what's going on. Just pay attention to that. Now let's, because we're in church, and because we are here trying to get to know God and really be faithful to Him, let's repeat it this way, okay? Repeat this after me. God has blessed me with more than I need. I'm rich. See, now, now here's what's cool, you guys. And we're going to get into this a little bit here in in just a few minutes and also through this series. God, the issue of how much money you have is not matter. God is no, he's no, I mean, it's not like God says, hey, everybody should have the same amount of money. You can just see it. It doesn't work that way. See, but, but what God is really interested in is getting us to this place at the deep part of our heart and our soul where we can be honest with who we are and what we've got going on. And so, who is rich? Are, are you? And who's going to be good at being rich? Who's going to do rich well? Um, can I, I just want to encourage you. We have, um, if, if just even by mentioning the financial topic today, you know that you're struggling. If, you, if, if you're struggling with debt, if you're just struggling with anxiety and stress. See, because this, this financial thing is, is huge. Because it's one of the major destroyers of marriage, right? I mean, it's just, this is, this is one of the things that causes more stress and more anxiety in people is the, is the issue of money. If you're struggling with being able to handle money, if you don't handle it well, if you're not investing and if you're not knowing how to save and if you don't have a budget and, you know, I'm looking at some couples that I've done premarital with and, man, premarital, always, man, lots of you guys in here, premarital um, of really trying to help people understand, go into your marriage understanding your finances. It's huge. So you guys, we're offering financial peace. This Dave Ramsey thing that's all over around the nation, it's happening again in two weeks. And I can't encourage you enough. If you have not sat down seriously and looked at how to handle your finances, take this thing. I share this story every time, and I'm going to do it again. But Eric Winter, my best friend and our financial guy, made our staff go through it about, about five or six years ago. And man, when we got through, when we were done, I just grabbed Eric and I said, why didn't you make us do this earlier? I mean, it has helped Susie and I so much to be faithful and to be free, really free. And so I just, I want to just on a side note, man, the financial peace thing, sign up for it in the lobby so that you can start to get a handle on this. Okay. But here it is. So who is rich and therefore is going to be good at being rich? And it's, it's the person that feels like they are. And it's a person, and I can tell you, when you're rich, you're going to say, I can do whatever I want. Now, let me throw a twist on here, and I'm going to, in the, the last part of the message here, I want to share with you why I've, I felt like I really wanted to do this series. And this, this series kind of came to me at least six months ago or even more. And, um, and I just, I want us, I feel like we need, all year long, I'd be sharing things on Sundays, and I just realized, man, we have no idea how to be rich. But what I was talking, what I've been thinking about is this. There are financial riches, which means I'm free to do whatever I want. But there are also spiritual riches. Okay? 
spiritual riches. And what's crazy, you guys, is God says to us, he says, listen, once you receive Jesus Christ, and once you become my child, and once you're reconciled to me, he goes, you have no idea, you're rich. And I'm talking on a spiritual level, not just financially, but deep inside your soul, the Bible constantly uses this term rich. You're rich, you're rich, you're rich. And that's what I realized this last year is most of us deep inside of our soul are walking around like paupers and we're like Christians. We say we follow Christ. We say we have the God of the universe who's amazing and his love is perfect and holy living inside of us and yet we're not spiritually rich at all. And so that's what I want to talk about as we, as we look into this. Let me just give you a few verses that show how rich you are. Ephesians 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with what? Every, Every spiritual blessing. Every one of them. Now, see, that's not just like a little bit. Now, now, that's crazy. Every spiritual blessing? See, like when I read that verse, that's where I just go, okay, I don't know if I'm living. How many of you are living like you have Every spiritual blessing. Where you have all this stuff, this joy and this peace, and this patience and this freedom. See, it's crazy. I can tell you this, man. If, if somebody right now, really, if you walked out of here today and somebody said, dude, here's a million dollars. If you really did get a million dollars today, what would you do? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I mean, if, if somebody gave you a million dollars today, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, thank you. I mean, if somebody gave me a hundred bucks today, right? <laughs> Just, but if somebody would give you that, you would freak is what you would do. And here's what's so crazy is God has given us every spiritual blessing. So what does Paul write? Praise be to God, I'm rich. And you know what's gonna happen? We're gonna do worship later on and I'm gonna challenge you. What happens when we do worship and we have a chance to give God great praise for all that he's done for us? Right? <laughs> praise be the God. Uh, the band's kind of loud today. <laughs> right? See, isn't it? Here's, and here's the problem. If you knew you had every spiritual blessing and you had a chance to give thanks to the one who was pouring that into your life, you would do it. So somehow we're missing this. We walk around as child, children of the king. And yet we're walking around like we're a pauper. Romans 8, 31 and 32. What should we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us what? All things. Do you believe that? So if you're here and you're just checking out Christianity, man, I want to tell you, sorry, first of all, and I mean sorry for me and all of us, we don't do a really good job of letting the world know how rich we are. We just don't. And yet part of the problem is, do you know you have all things that God wants to give you everything, every spiritual blessing? I mean, this is just really, really good news. So in Galatians 4, 7, he goes, listen, when you receive Christ, he goes, you're not a slave anymore. He goes, you're God's child. And since you're his child, God has made you an heir. Now, when you hear the word heir, what do you think of? Yeah, inheritance. And that usually means a lot, right? 
And so that's really good news. You've become an heir. In fact, the Bible says you are co-heirs with Christ. Oh my gosh, the same thing Christ has, we have. Ephesians 1 says, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, which means ownership. A seal means you're mine. So when you believed, when you put your faith in Christ, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So what's going on here, you guys? This is what we're going to talk about this whole month. We've got to figure this out. Because what God is saying is, I have made you my child, and if you're my child, you're my heir. What's mine is yours. Are you kidding me? All that wisdom, all that strength, all that power, all that freedom, all that peace. Yes, you are rich. You're my kid. And here's how you can know is I put my Holy Spirit inside of you as a deposit. Okay. So basically deposits are nice. I'm going to receive that. Good. And that deposit, wow, I've got this, is going to guarantee the inheritance. Here's the other thing we got to talk about sometime this year. I'm going to do a series. We got to talk about what's coming after this world's over. Because you guys, we are going to live like you have never lived before. And the Holy Spirit that he gives you now is your inheritance. So, so we start to receive what God has for us, and it's so cool. So now here's what's, and, and so what is that? What happens when we're spiritually rich? What happens when God puts all of his spiritual blessing into us and graciously gives us all things? What does the Holy Spirit do if you're a child of God in here? Here's what happens. When you're financially rich, you're free to do what? Whatever you want. Okay? Say that. When you're, when you're financially rich, you're free to do what? Whatever you want. When you're spiritually rich, you are free to do whatever God wants. Let me say that again. When you are spiritually rich, you are free to do whatever God wants. Oh my God. You guys, this is the beauty of the whole thing. When the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, all of a sudden, he starts to take away. See, because this is what's crazy, is you have this thing inside of you that says, I like to do whatever I want, don't you? And that that comes very natural, to do whatever I want. That's why money can be dangerous, because money gives you the freedom to do things you want, and the more you do what you want, you're like, ooh, that feels good, or that tasted good, or that brings me a lot of pleasure. I want more of that, because that gives me more of what I want. And yet Jesus comes into the scene and goes, I know, I know, I know, know, hold on. That's destroying the world. That's destroying your relationships. Even in your marriage, guys and women, both, will want their own things so much so that they'll stop loving and serving their spouse because they want what they want more. People won't even see their kids because they're so busy getting more of what they want. And yet their kids are totally being sacrificed. You see, this is, this isn't good. And he says, listen, being rich financially, yep, that means you can do whatever you want. Oh, man, do you need to be rich spiritually? Because if I make you rich spiritually, you'll want to do whatever I want. And this is when it gets good, you guys. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says this. God's divine power has given us what? Everything that we need for life and godliness through, his, not, through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may, look at this, 
you can participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Oh, you guys, the thing inside of us that says, I want to do whatever I want is what is messing up the whole world. Every relational conflict, every marriage that breaks down, every conflict between kids, every conflict in this church, every conflict among nations, it all comes down to somehow we're sitting here wanting to do what we want and money feeds that. The more money I have, the more I can do what I want. We must escape that corruption, okay? And how do we do that? God says, I'll give you everything that you need. I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. Guess what? You can now participate in my nature. Well, how do we, what's that look like? It looks like Jesus. (laughs) Jesus was God in human flesh, divine nature in the flesh. And what did we see in Jesus? Jesus says, I never did anything. John 14, 31, he says, the world must learn. I do nothing on my own, but whatever the father tells me to do, I do. How's that? Nothing on my own. But if I'm rich, I can do whatever I want. I know. Jesus says, I do nothing on my own. That's the divine nature. I'm going to do whatever God wants me to do. And what did Jesus do? He just loved everybody. He just gave and gave and gave, and he loved and he sacrificed himself. And what the Bible is saying is, when you're spiritually rich, the Holy Spirit of God that filled Jesus Christ will be inside of you so that you can say yes and do whatever the Heavenly Father wants you to do. You finally can do that if you're spiritually rich. And you can care about other people more than yourself. And you can become a lover of people. And I'm telling you what, when, when spiritual riches get combined with financial riches, look out. Look out. God doesn't care. Here's the whole deal, you guys. He, if you're sitting here today and you're making over 30 grand or whatever you're making, God has blessed you. Why? He has given you stuff, and now we've got to learn how to be responsible with that. We have to learn what it means to be rich well. And the answer is, you need to know how spiritually rich you are, and those two things need to come together. And so, man, um, can I encourage you, if you're sitting here today again, and you're going, you know what? Because, well, the other thing, on on the divine nature that you can participate in, That's just another good description of that. Again, we say it here all the time. That's just the fruit of the Spirit. You've been given the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Well, the fruit of that Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Do you see? That's the stuff that creates, instead of, no, I need more of this. See, when, when money rules you and you want to do whatever you want, next thing you know, your joy can be dissipated The anxiety level can increase and peace can be gone. Instead, God is saying, no, I want to set you free from that so that you can be like me. I mean, I just want to tell you again, so if if you're here at K2 and you're going, you know what? I need him. I need to be spiritually rich. I want to know what it is. How do I live? How do I figure out how rich I am? How do I walk in this way? so that I can actually live the life that God created me to live and Jesus came to save me to live. Man, base camp, again, you guys, is what we've developed and we're starting one a week from tomorrow, Monday nights right here at K2 The Church. And if you're, and if you're here and you're saying, you know what, I, I want to go on this journey and I want to figure this thing out. 
I can't encourage you enough. Man, sign up in the lobby for base camp and join us next Monday. It'd be a great first step for you. Let me close with this. Um, how to be rich well. Financial, when financial and spiritual riches are combined, look at what could happen. Ben, why don't you guys come on up? Look at what could happen. If I'm financially rich, I'm free to do whatever I want. If I'm spiritually rich, all I want to do is whatever God wants me to do. You guys catch this? Look what happens when you put those two together. I'm financially rich. God's blessed me to be rich financially. I'm free to do whatever I want. And I have the Spirit of God inside of me. And so I'm free to want to do whatever God wants me to do. That's when it gets good. When God blesses you financially so you're free to do stuff and he fills you with with his spirit so that you use it in ways that impact the world and change the world and bless others. And that's why I'm saying, man, this whole next month, we've got to figure out how to be rich. We've got to figure out how to be rich financially. We've got to figure out how to be rich spiritually because if we do that right here, you guys, K2, the church will help change the world and it'll be awesome. So what we're going to do right now is here's your chance. Praise be to God. He's given us every spiritual blessing. And we're going to give you a chance right now just to worship him, to give him praise for the forgiveness, for the grace, for the love, for the strength, for whatever it is, that he, the blessing he has from you that he's given to you. So let's stand together and let's just worship this amazing God who gives and gives and gives and gives.